Okay, uh, Father, I love you. Thank you for today. I thank you uh, just for being good to us, Lord. I uh, thank you for the beautiful morning. Uh, just sitting on back, just uh, it's peaceful, um, and just hearing from you. And so, uh, God, I do pray that uh, we find ourselves uh, in that pattern in our life uh, daily, where we find time to to find a quiet place, to find a, a quiet time to hear from you. As the world is loud, uh, the world is distracting, and uh, the devil doesn't want anything uh, with us to do with us uh, um, having a relationship with you. Uh, we might be saved, Lord, but he doesn't want us to uh, have a relationship with you. And so. Uh, Lord, I thank you for times like that. I do pray that you would just uh, speak to us this morning as we continue on in First uh, Corinthians chapter 14 and uh, that we wouldn't get too bogged down in this speaking in tongues stuff, Lord, as we understand that there's a basic meaning for it, but we would be able to uh, just hear from what you have to say on something a little more pertinent in, in our own life. Uh, so, God, I do pray that we would uh, just put away all distraction uh, and just uh, hear what you have to say. Uh, Lord, I thank you for Pastor Brian uh, and his family being able to get away uh, and just uh, rest. And so I pray that we would just encourage them as they get back. Uh, I look forward to hearing from him today as he preaches. And I uh, pray for Pastor Randy as he's uh, healing up and that you would just uh, be with that situation. I uh, pray for everything that's going on. There's a lot of ministry happening, a lot of things going a lot of different rec- directions, Lord. But I pray that you're getting the glory, uh, whether we're uh, eating or drinking or preaching or whatever else we're doing, that we're giving you the glory for it. And I pray this all in Christ's name. Amen. Okay, if you got your Bibles, open up to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. We got started in this last week. I told you that we were going to break it into uh, three sections. That doesn't mean three weeks because sometimes uh, each section takes a little longer. But we were able to get through the first section of it last week. And uh, I'll do a quick review on that and then we will get moving on uh, where we're at. So as soon as I find it. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, we just came off this passage uh, several weeks ago where in chapter 12, it was Paul talking about spiritual gifts, and it was mostly sign gifts, right? And so these spiritual gifts and different things, uh, and he was like, these are the different things. But then in chapter 13, he said, before we get too crazy on uh, all the spiritual gifts and, you know, going out and taking the spiritual gift tests, and he doesn't say that, I say that, getting all excited about what spiritual gift we have, and oh my gosh, this is my gift to the body, don't forget that... Uh, you have the gift of the Holy Spirit, and uh, that's what matters. Uh, you can have any of these spiritual gifts at different times through your spiritual growth because you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. It doesn't mean that they're all manifest at the same time. It doesn't mean that just because you got saved and you have the Holy Spirit, you've got the gift of prophecy where you can just get up, or the gift of preaching, or teaching, not preaching, where you can expound the Word of God. Like those things, you grow into those things, but you do have the Holy Spirit. But then in chapter 13, Paul says, just take a hold up here for a minute, and let me explain to you that uh, before you get too caught up in what spiritual gift you have and all of that, don't forget that uh, what's really going to change lives isn't your spiritual gift, but it's how you love people, right? It's how you minister to people, how you reach people and all that. And that's what chapter 13 was. Go back and listen to all that on the recording if you want to, and I'm trying to re-preach it. But then we get to chapter 14. And Paul's like, okay, I guess I'll address the the elephant in the room because I, I talked about this gift of tongues for a minute in chapter 12 and then everybody got excited, right? It doesn't really it doesn't say that, but that's kind of what happened. Everybody gets kind of worked up about this this gift of tongues. So he takes chapter 14 and he's like, just let me explain this thing to you just a little bit. Let me woe up and, and uh, 
just make sure you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth, right? And that you don't take it and run with it and go the wrong direction with it and all these different things. And so uh, last week, we kind of went through the first 12 verses and just looked at what the gift of tongues really was. Uh, and obviously, if you weren't here, uh, I'll give you a quick synopsis. The gift of tongues is not being able to speak in gibberish, uh, is like some people or churches will try to tell you. It's basically being able to speak a language that you don't really know how to speak. Um, so it would be like me uh, rolling into, I can't say uh, Mexico because I speak piquito espanol, but it'd be like me rolling into France. I know nothing about French, right? And God giving me the spiritual gift to be able to speak in French to a group of people to get the word of God where it needs to go. Right, that is what the gift of tongues is. And then uh, the gift of interpretation would be uh, also with tongues would be somebody who doesn't speak English being able to understand me speaking English. Right. And so that's what it is. And there was a reason for it. And we'll get to it here today of what the reason for this gift really was. So uh, last week, though, I didn't want to get too bogged down in the speaking in tongues thing. So I gave you uh, the, the word edify just kept popping up. And so I gave you four questions to ask yourself to show who you're trying to edify. And so go back and listen to that because it was pretty good, because really the whole gift of tongues thing gets caught up in. Well, look at me. I have this gift. Don't you wish you had this gift? Because if you had this gift, you'd be like me and we'd be, we would both be closer to God and all this, right? And it, that's kind of what they were doing. They were edifying themselves. They were building themselves up with this quote unquote gift that they had or wanted. And Paul was like, that's nothing to do with what I'm trying to say here. Well, then in chapter 13, we get into the second portion of this and he kind of breaks down the understanding the speaking of tongues. And so the same way I did last week, I'm going to work through this pretty quickly and I'm going to go through the doctrine of this pretty quickly because the doctrine of this is uh, there was a time in the world where God allowed people to speak in tongues and understand the speaking of in tongues. That's not today. So I don't want to waste our time with talking about things that aren't applicable today. Right now, they may come back in the uh, in in the end times, but we won't be here for that anyway. So it doesn't matter. But I do want to circle back around after we hit the doctrine portion of this and give you something that's a little more close to home. Because there's another word that keeps popping up through this that I want to get to. But anyway, uh, before we get too crazy, let's just jump back into this. So uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 13, I'm just going to work my way through some of this and explain what's going on. He says, Wherefore, let him that speaketh in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. He's basically saying, it doesn't do any good for you to speak something if you don't even know what you're talking about, or if you don't even understand what you're saying. Verse 14, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth. I can't do it. It's the spirit inside of me that's doing it, is what he's saying. But my understanding is unfruitful. What is it then? I will pray with the spirit and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the spirit and I will sing with the understanding also. Else, uh, when thou shalt bless with the spirit, how shall he that occupieth the room and the unlearned say amen at the giving of thanks, seeing he understand not what thou sayest? For thou givest uh, thanks well, but the other is not edified. What he's basically saying is, your prayer was really good, but the guy you were praying to, he didn't even understand the words that you were saying. So what good did it do, right? You gave this really nice, eloquent prayer, but the guy you were speaking to didn't even understand what you were saying. He's, he's using an example, like, what was the point of what you were doing? Who did you edify there? It was you. It had nothing to do with the person that you were, quote-unquote, praying for. Uh, back up, he says, if I, verse 14, if I pray in an unknown tongue and my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. If I don't understand what God is trying to speak through the spirit of me, then what is the point of what I'm doing? What is it then? I will pray in the spirit 
and I will pray with understanding also. That's what you have to do. You need to understand what you're talking about. I will sing with the Spirit, but I will sing with understanding also. I was thinking, uh, I'm sure you've all seen this, but have you ever had like a young child sing a song that they probably ought not be singing? Like lyrics that are just like, if you understood, understood the words that you were saying, and they're just like belting it out and just getting her done, and I'm like, man, you just don't understand what it is. They're saying the words, but they don't understand what they're saying. There was an example of this in my house. Paige watches two little boys, and it, it was just a freak deal. But one of the boys was like, hey, I want you to play this song. And Paige's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And and finally, it goes back and forth, back and forth. And finally, uh, Paige texts uh, their mom. And he's like, what is he talking about? And she was like completely mortified because she was just like, it was just a song that we rocked to. And it's just... Sometimes we say things and we don't realize what we're saying. Sometimes we things come out of our mouth, but we don't really think through what it is that's coming out of our mouth. We laugh at it when it's kids, but we don't laugh at it when it's an adult. We don't laugh at it when it's an adult up there uh, trying to share the gospel with somebody when they don't know what they're saying. We don't laugh at it when it's somebody trying to get in the middle of a ministry affair, and all they do is yap, 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 but they don't know what they're saying, right? It's not funny anymore when it's like that. And what Paul's trying to say is if you don't understand what it is that you're saying, especially when it comes to godly things... Stick to what you know, because if not, you're going to muddy everything up. He says, he uses this example, it's really good. Uh, he says, uh, verse 17, For thou verily givest thanks well. Man, your prayer was on point, but the other is not edified. Who cares that your prayer was on point? Because the guy didn't understand what you were saying, right? And that's the first kind of section, we'll circle back around to it in a minute. But he goes on and he says, I thank my God, I speak with tongues more than you all. He's like, I've, if you really want somebody that knows how to speak in tongues, I was, I was the guy. God really used me in this area because he sent me all around this area of the world and there were all different kinds of languages. Do you think I, Paul, knew all these languages? No. He's like, I, I was able to do it. He says, verse 19, yet in the church, I had rather... Now, make sure you understand what he says, in the church, right? Now, this has got to be like a slap in the face to those that were like, I really want the spirit or the, the gift of speaking in tongues. He says, yet in the church, I had rather speak five words with my understanding than by my voice might I teach others also than 10,000 words in an unknown tongue. He's like, you want this gift really bad? Guess what? I'd rather just be able to speak five words to you that you could hear than you babble on for days about something that you have no idea what you're saying. There's truth to that, right? There's truth. Sometimes less is more. Sometimes just hearing somebody, I, I told you guys last week, I don't really speak a lot except for Sunday mornings. I just don't. I'm a pretty quiet guy. I'll, I mean, if I'll have a conversation with somebody, but I don't usually go out of my way, especially pre-salvation, and I'm, I'm learning to be more of a people person, but I don't go out of my way to have a conversation with somebody. It just doesn't happen. I'm just a quiet kind of guy. And so people just don't understand that. And then they're like, well, what do you mean? The only time I see you, all you do is talk. Well, it's because you only see me on Sunday morning. I'm called to do this. But, you know, he, he's, I, I would rather five words that you could really understand than you just babble on for days about something you don't. Everybody's probably got somebody in mind that they can think of. It's like, I know when that person speaks, there's, there's meaning behind what they say because they don't say much, right? And so that's what Paul's trying to say here. Brethren, verse 20, be not children in understanding. That's another kind of slap in the face. He's like, don't be a child in the way that you understand. How be it and malice be ye children, which is uh, like uh, things that you don't want to be a part of. Malice, uh, there's a list uh, in, in 
I can't think of the book, but anger, wrath, malice, all those different things, things that you don't want to be a part of. He says you want to be a child in something, be a child in that. But in understanding, be men. When it comes time to understand something, be a grown-up about it. When it comes time to uh, actually understand what God is saying, when it comes to the Word of God, uh, don't be a novice, is what Timothy says. Uh, you know, It says, understand what you're saying. He says, don't be a child in understanding. Be a man when it comes to understanding. Or for ladies, be a woman. Like, stand up. Be, be like Shania Twain. Be... <laughs> right? <laughs> I say that because... It's like Tyler's favorite uh, artist. Art. <laughs> he actually thought about moving to Canada so he could, you know. <laughs> anyway, he says, hey, just, just understand what you're talking about. Be a man when it comes to understanding. Be a grown-up. Understand what you're saying when it comes to something like that. Verse 21, in the law it is written, so basically Old Testament, uh, with men of uh, other tongues and lips will I speak unto this people, and yet for all that will they not hear me, saith the Lord. He's like, hey, in the Old Testament, God even said, I'm going to go and I'm going to speak to these people in their language. And you know what's going to happen? They're still not going to understand it. Just because they hear it, they're not going to understand because they're children and understand they don't understand. He says that that's what happened in the Old Testament. Wherefore, verse 22, this wraps up with this whole tongues thing. The people, I think the Assembly of God Church as much as pulled this verse out because this is what it says. Wherefore, tongues are for a sign. Not to them that believe, but to them that believe not. So what's the point of even doing it in the church? Right? What's the point of even getting together in the church and babbling to ourselves? Because it's a sign to those who don't even believe. Right? And, and it'll explain more in a minute. But to them that believe not. But prophesying, meaning hearing from God and speaking it in a, in a way that people understand, serveth not them that believe not, but for them that should believe. So basically he's saying this, this gift of tongues was to reach lost people. It was able to reach people that didn't understand the Word of God. It was a way for them to get the Word of God because it was like a sign that's like, oh my gosh, how are you doing this? It was like a miracle. It was all the things that happened through the book of Acts, things like that. It was God's way of reaching multitudes in a short amount of time in the early church. Does that make sense? He says, but if you go out and you start preaching doctrine on the street corner, right? You ever seen a street preacher? It's crazy. Those guys, like, they just have nerves of steel. They just get up and preach the gospel like it. If you've ever met... Ganesh, he was here at one point, but you go to India and you watch this guy preach. They call him the Billy Graham of India. He'll just get up and just preach like there's nothing there. And it's the craziest thing. It says that you go to preach doctrine to people that don't believe, and to them it's foolishness. The same way that you start babbling into the church to those that do believe, what's the point of what you're doing there? He says you're getting it all out of context in the first place. It was just there for a sign. Verse 23, if therefore the whole church be come together in one place and all speak with tongues. So basically everybody, if we were to have church service and everybody came together and we were all like, okay, now it's our, they don't say this. I've actually been a part of this one time. I witnessed this with my own eyes. It was absolutely just crazy wicked. It was, oh my gosh, wicked crazy. It was weird. But anyway, we all get together and like they get to this point and it's like everybody just kind of starts babbling under their breath. This is the craziest thing. So basically what he says, so what if we all get together, the whole church come together into one place and all speak with tongues and there come in 
those that are unlearned or unbelievers. So basically, what if a lost guy was to come in while you're doing that? And if, you know, we got the whole church getting together. We're super holy because we're speaking in tongues. We're all in there doing our thing. And a lost guy comes rolling in. What's it say is going to happen? Will they not say that you're mad? That you're out of your ever-loving mind? Right? Why would I ever want to come back? Why would I ever want to be a part of this? Why would I ever want to... That's what he's saying. Like, what is the point of what you guys are, are desiring or wanting to do? Paul is, he's laying it out there. Verse 24, but if all prophesy, meaning if all will actually get in the word of God, hear what it says and tell somebody what it says, understand what it means. If all will prophesy and there come in one that believe not or one that is unlearned, he is convinced of all and he is judged of all. That's what happens. You you give the word of God to somebody who's lost, who's in their sin, and they actually hear it. What are they? They're convicted and they're convinced. They might not be convinced to change, but they're at least convinced that they are not the same as God. They are not the same. They understand that there is a great gulf and that there's something that they're going to need to do about it if they ever want to be a part of that. That's He's like, you can speak in tongues all the day long. What's the point? You want to prophesy? You want to understand? Hear the word of God? Understand it and tell them in a way that they can hear it? Now we're getting somewhere. He says that now you're going to get somewhere. Verse 25. And thus are the secrets of the heart made manifest. And so falling down on his face, he will worship God and will per, uh, and will report that God is in you of a truth. If you're going to if you're going to desire this gift, he's like, man, the gift you need to desire is prophecy. And the only way that you're going to understand prophecy is getting in God's word, understanding it, learning it and telling somebody about it. Right. That's the whole gift of tongues thing. But that's not really what I want to talk about today, because we don't. I've never really seen, I've never been at HBF and seen anybody try to speak in tongues. It's, it doesn't even really come up, right? So it's kind of like, okay, that was really awesome. Good, 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 good talk, Jason. What was the point? Who was it that used to tell me that? Paige, Paige would know. Somebody used to tell me, good talk, Jason. I'm like, what? <laughs> anyway, uh, it, it was the weirdest thing ever. But uh, what does it mean to us, right? So if you're reading through this, I've read through it several times over and over again. The word understanding popped up seven different times. Or he's like, so what's God trying to say here? He kept talking about uh, who are we edifying last week. But he kept talking about this this understanding over, over and over and over again. And so let me just ask you a question. Have you ever had a conversation with someone who was trying to explain something to you? Like you're having a conversation and they're trying to tell you something. They're trying to explain something to you. Maybe it was something that they read just a little bit of or maybe something that they heard just a little bit of or something that they just know a little piece of the story. And clearly, it becomes very clear that they have no idea what they're talking about, right? And they are with all authority trying to tell you that, man, I have authority on the subject. I know what I'm talking about. You'll never believe it. And you're just sitting there like, I was there. Like, I didn't just see the movie. Like, I was there. And I don't know what it is you're talking about, but we've all had conversations like this, right? It happens all the time in our life. It's because the communication, there's just a breakdown. There's no understanding and there's a breakdown in communication. And so, Today, what I want to, what I want to circle back around and kind of look at to make, maybe make this make a little bit more sense in your life is, uh, understanding the importance of understanding. Right? Understanding the importance of understanding. I've been saved for, I don't know, a few years. I don't know, it was 14, something like that, 15, I don't know, it's been a while. Um, math is hard, I could go back and try to tell you when it was, but anyway, it, it is what it is. Over the last several years, one thing that God has really showed me, there's been a few things that God has really nailed down to me. One is doing one thing well, 
right? Finding what God has called you to do and doing that well, right? And we talked about that several weeks ago, finding where you are in the will of God and all that. But um, another one is being able to communicate clearly in your relationships. And I don't just mean your marriage relationship. A lot of times people think, oh, he's only talking about marriage. I feel like Paige and I actually communicate better now than we probably ever have. But being able to communicate clearly in your relationships, whether it be with your boss, uh, with your employees, uh, your coworkers, uh, whether it be with your children, uh, whether it be with uh, just anyway, being able to communicate clearly. Because we have this major breakdown in America where we just don't say what we mean, right? We say a lot, but we don't really say what we mean. And because we don't really say what we mean, nobody really understands what it is that you're trying to get across. And we're always trying to like read between the lines. Husbands, you really understand what I'm talking about here because our wives a lot of times will say a lot of things and they, they're like, you guys should just know what I mean by what I'm saying, but I'm not really saying what I mean, right? And that's just the way you were created. We need to understand, right? That's how it works. And so, but it's like this in all of our relationships. So understanding the key to communication, right? And so that's what I want to take just a little bit of time today. And so I want you to think about, everybody's probably got somebody on their mind. Hopefully it's not your spouse. I mean, everybody, there might be some people in here. It's like, I'm really struggling with communicating with my spouse. There's no good communication, but maybe it's your boss. Maybe it's people you work with. Maybe it's whoever whoever it is that you feel like there's just not great communication. I want you to take just these few things that we're going to go through. And you can write them down if you want to and apply them to every communication relationship. But just ask yourself these, these couple things as, as you're going through this. Because if there's clear communication, like if I understand what you're saying and you understand what I'm saying, even if we disagree, we can find middle ground, right? But if we don't understand, there's so many times, I, we said this last week, I say we, pages isn't in here today, but we said this last week. There are so many times, especially when it comes to work-related things, I don't know why it has to do with work, but... I will try to tell Paige something, and she's like, no, 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 and she'll try to tell me this, and we will get to almost a point of contention, and then it will be like, we'll both realize that we're saying the exact same thing. We're just speaking in different languages in the way that we're saying it, but it's just like, well, that's what I was, that's what I tried to tell you, and she's like, yeah, I know that's what I was saying the whole time, and there's not clear communication, and so understanding how to communicate what you're trying to say And then also understanding how to receive what someone is trying to tell you. Because it's not always the other person's fault. And it's not always your fault. There's a, there's a breakdown in communication. And man, it, it's, it's messed up in our culture. And so to help us through this, I have three keys to understand that will open up your communication, right? Three keys to understand that will open up your communication. So going back through this. In the same verses, I just kind of pulled some things out that kind of stood out to me. And so the first thing that you need to understand is you need to understand what it is that needs to be said. You need to understand what it is that needs to be said. He says in verse 13, Wherefore, let him that speaketh an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is it then? I will pray with the spirit or I will pray with understanding uh, also. I will sing with the spirit and I will sing with the understanding also. Else when thou shalt bless with the spirit, how shall thou, uh, how shall he that occupy the room understand and say amen at the giving of thanks? Seeing he understand not what they say. Like, what's the point? Yeah, amen, brother. I don't have any idea what you just said, but yes. Now somebody, for thou uh, verily givest thanks well, but the other is not edified. The first thing you have to ask yourself when it comes to communication is, what is it that needs to be said? A lot of times we get into not even just an argument, but we feel like there's something that has come up and we're like, 
you need to understand what it is that needs to be said. How many of you have ever heard this statement in your life? Probably from a significant other, but maybe it's from your boss or maybe it's from somebody else. We need to talk. And what do you, what immediately comes to your mind when you hear that? Crap. Oh crap. Right? Or I just said that, that, that wasn't the word that came to mind. <laughs> oh man. Like, what happened? What did I do? What's the problem now? What, you know. So, the problem is, yeah. <laughs> the problem is, you hear this, we need to talk, and there's a lot of talking that happens, but is it what needs to be said? Right? Generally, when it comes to the we need to talk, that means you need to sit down and listen. That's what we need to talk means. I have something I need to say and you need to hear it, right? It's not can we talk about this or it's usually the we need to talk. That usually means, okay, I will sit down and hear what you have to say, especially in my personal life because I'm, I'm an internal processor. So like there can be something that Paige is like, we really need to, to discuss this. And I'm like, okay. Talk away. I'm probably not going to say very much at all because I just need to process it. I just need to hear what you have to say and think through it. And, you know, sometimes that's good, sometimes that's bad. But the point is you need to understand what it is that needs to be said. You can get a lot of things that come out of your mouth because you're heated, you're angered, you're uh, frustrated, you feel wronged, you, you know, I'm thinking like in, in your work relationships, whatever it is. When it comes time to like, okay, let's address this or let's... Understand what it is that needs to be said, right? You don't need to like spiritually vomit on somebody or you don't need to, uh, you know, worldly vomit on somebody, you know, verbally because like I just have things that need to come out of my mouth and now I feel better. Well, like go back to the book of James. Who did you tear apart in what you said, right? And so understand what it is that needs to be said. There are, there are breakdowns of communication. There are times that we need to, to get things across, but understand it. What is the point of what I'm trying to say? Is the point, hey, I want to address this situation, or is the point, this is a problem, and this is all the reasons why you're the problem that caused the problem, right? Because that you, you're not telling me what needs to Understand what needs to be said. If there's an issue in your relationship with a child or with your spouse or with your boss, this is the issue, right? And now let's talk about how we can all resolve it. I don't need to like go and say, well, this is the issue because you're not doing this, 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 and this. Uh, a spiritually mature person is going to be able to look at their life and say, this, 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 and this is why it's like that. And I promise when God reveals it to somebody, it, it's way more impactful than when a, another person has to do it. Now, there are times when you do need wise counselors to come in your life and say, hey, I see this and I'm not trying to be you know, all up in your business, but sometimes this needs to be addressed. There's a problem here, right? So anyway... Understand what it is that needs to be said. He's like, hey, you can do all the talking you want, but like, if you're not talking in a way that I understand it, it's like in one ear and out the other. Good prayer, man. Good talk. I didn't hear anything that you just said, right? If you, early in our marriage, and I don't like to talk too much about our marriage, especially when pages in but early in our marriage, we, we didn't communicate well at all. And so it was like, hey, these are all the problems. Now, what are we going to do about it? And it was like, there was no, it would be like, hey, this needs addressed. And then I would be like, hey, this needs addressed. And it was like this back and forth ping pong ball of it's because it's you and because it's you and because you're doing this and because you're doing this. And there was no finding middle ground. There was no communication on a solution. It was all about the problems. We never focused on the actual problem or we never focused on a solution. We were always looking at the different problems. Well, everybody's got problems. What are we going to do to find a solution? You know, what are we going to do to work towards a solution? Now, sometimes you're going to get in a situation where it's like, 
I'm totally willing to find a solution. But I feel like I'm uh, solutioning to a brick wall. What did God say to do? I mean, how many times did God have to wait on you? How many times did God have to say, hey, hey, try to get your attention in whatever it is that you were stumbling in and whatever it is that you were in in your lost world before you got saved? Like, You just have to understand that sometimes it takes time. And you may, you may never get to see it on the side of eternity. You, I don't know. But when you get to eternity, um, I promise, well done, thou good and faithful servant is going to sound sweet in your ears because you did the right thing, right? So stop attacking. Stop stop going at whatever it is that, man, this is an issue. I'm talking to the guys because this is what we do. This is the problem. We've got to find a solution. Well, guess what? Like, It is good to find a solution, but sometimes uh, there needs to be steps that are taken to get there, right? Not every problem needs solved today, right? Uh, sometimes we just need to uh, abide, is what the Bible says. Go and do your own word study on that, and you'll know what I'm talking about. But you need to understand what it is that needs to be said. Um, get to the point. Stop with all the fluff, because all the fluff just causes problems. It causes tempers to flare. It causes all that. Get to the point. Understand what it is that needs to be said. Paul's like, man, just just speak with understanding. Understand what it is. The next thing that you need to understand that's going to open up your communication. Understand why it is that you're saying it. Understand why it is that you're saying it. Verse 18 says, I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. Yet in the church I had rather speak five words with my understanding than by my voice that I might teach others also than 10,000 words in an unknown tongue. Brethren, be not children in understanding, howbeit in malice be ye children, be understanding be men. In the law it is written, with men other tongues, with men of other tongues and other lips I will speak unto this people. And yet uh, for all that will, uh, they will not hear me, saith the Lord. Wherefore tongues are for a sign. Not to them that believe, but to them that believe not. But prophesying serve uh, not for them that believe not, but for them which believe. If therefore the whole church be come together in one place, and all those that speak in tongues, and if there come in those that are unlearned and unbelievers, they will say that they are mad. Understand why it is that you're saying what you're saying. You come to your your person that you're thinking about in your head, and you're like, hey, we need to talk. Hey, this is an issue. This is, we need to We need to discuss this, whatever it is. You need to understand before you get to that point and words start flipping off your tongue, it's really hard to get those words back, by the way, that you understand why it is that you're saying it. Is there a real issue? Or is this something that uh, with just a little bit of prayer you can work through with the Lord? With a little bit of prayer, you can pray that the Lord will work through them without it having to be an issue between the two of you. Sometimes uh, the best way to battle a dispute with anybody is to take it to the Lord first. I, I say sometimes all the time, but uh, there there are times when eventually it's like, okay, I, we probably should talk about this. But did you take it to the Lord first? Understand why it is you're saying what you're saying. Are you after you getting your way, whatever your way is? Hey, I need more money. We need to talk, right? Or you know, why is it that you're saying what you're saying? Is it all about you or is it about building the relationship? Is it about edifying other people? Go back to the first 13 verses or 12 verses, right? Why is it that you are wanting to babble off speaking in tongues, right? And the proverbial speaking in tongues is we need to, we need to talk about this, right? Or whatever it is. 
why is it that you're saying? Are you after edification and building of the relationship or are you after getting your way? Are you after, I'm offended, you need to know about it, right? Well, guess what? Everybody gets offended, right? We all get a little butthurt sometimes. And so, I can say that in here. I probably wouldn't say that from the pulpit, but I mean, we do. We do. We, we all... But just because you're offended, does that mean that you need to go and take care of it right now with the person? Or maybe should you just pray about it? God, is this something that I need to be offended over? Like, there are things in the Bible He tells you, you should be offended over this, right? But is this one of those? Is this worth what this is going to to take? Usually, no, right? You need to you need to grow some thick skin, right? And I'm not saying if there's real issues, you do need to communicate. But man, sometimes we over communicate things so much that like there's no communication happening, because like all you want to do is over communicate. Like husbands, you got to quit over communicating so much because you're just wearing your wife out sometimes, and it's like all she all 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 she hears is like you just want to talk about everything. And when something serious comes along, and you go to talk to her about it, and she's just like, "Yep, yep," right? Husbands don't do that, right? And so. Understand why it is you say what you're saying. There needs to be meaning behind everything that you say. Every word that you say, every every conversation you have, there should be purpose. Right? Understand why. So understand what it is that needs to be said. Understand why it is that you're saying it. And then the last thing, and understand when to say what needs to be said. This may be the most important one. Understand when to say what needs to be said. Verse 24 says, But if all prophesy... Is that right? No, it should be 23, but anyway. But if all prophesy, and there come in one that believeth not, or one that is unlearned, and he is convinced of all, and judged of all, and thus are the secrets of the heart made manifest, and so falling down on his face, he will worship God and report that God is to you of a truth. You can share the gospel with somebody walking down the street that is crazy busy, and what do you think is probably going to happen? I ain't got time for this, man. You can share the gospel with somebody who stumbles into the church, who's broken because of something that's happened in their life, and get the gospel to them, and it's right on time. You need to understand when to say what needs to be said. Now, I'm not saying only share the gospel people to come into the church. I'm just saying there's a there's a right time, and there's really never a wrong time to share the gospel, but don't be surprised when you're shut down, right? So at certain times. But the same thing goes with conversation, with communication. In, in whatever relationship it is that I had you guys think of on your own, right? There's a right time and there's a wrong time. Sometimes there's a right time to say nothing. And that doesn't mean the silent treatment. It means sometimes all the things that are pent up that you really want to say, it's better just to, just to hold it. Because when you pray about it a little bit, you're going to realize those are like poison, right? The book of James, the book of Proverbs, they'll tell you a lot about be careful. So it's not just about knowing what needs to be said and why it is you're saying it. You might feel completely justified and it might need to be said, but you need to make sure when is the right time to say it. Because at the right time, they may hit just right. And at the wrong time, I promise, you're going to be like, this is going great. Not so much, right? I shouldn't have said that. Well, no, you probably should have said it, but it just needed to be at the right time. It's no different than with the gospel or anything else. You need to understand the situation and the circumstances. And you might be like, I've been waiting and waiting. Just continue to wait. Because God will open the door in His timing, if it's His will. Right? And so, 
when you think about this speaking in tongues thing and this whole, yeah, there was a time in the world where people could speak in tongues. It probably would have been the craziest thing in the world to see, right? If, if Tyler was to come rolling in here and all of a sudden he's you know speaking boot knees or something, I'm like, man, get her done. It would have been, you know, or me being able to understand it differently. It would have been completely crazy. And there was a reason that God did it in a certain amount of time. Because he was trying to magnify the gospel in a, in a way that he's never done in a different time. Why? Because he gave us something better now. We have the word of God in our hand, right? Back then, they probably would have thought it would have been really cool if I would have had a copy of God's word, right? But it's not like that. Even Peter said that uh, the word of God is a more sure word than hearing the actual words that I heard out of Jesus' mouth, Right? And so we need to value what we have. The point is, the speaking in tongue thing, it, it doesn't really apply today. But when you look at a passage like this and you're like, okay, so God, what are you trying to show me then? You need to start digging in. Okay, so I don't really know. We don't speak in tongues. So what are you trying to show me? So go through. I'm going through it. I'm like, okay, this word understanding just continues to pop up. What? Okay, understanding. Well, there's a problem in communication because we don't understand. And so think about your relationships across the board not just that your spouse is wrong they probably are but not just because of that and the the key to understanding that is uh, they think you're wrong too it's because there's a lack of communication okay and just find a way to speak what you really need to say and mean to say and communicate it well and find a way to hear what it is that they're saying in a way that like so you can actually meet in the middle and get something accomplished instead of this back and forth ping pong paddle. And it's like generally in whatever relationship it is, the ping pong ball becomes something that is collateral damage. In a marriage, it may be your children. Uh, in, in a work relationship, it could be a lot of things. Just understand that you're going back and forth and a lot of times you're just tearing the world apart with what you're doing. And so understand that communication is key and understanding how to to do that, to understand and to make yourself understood, Paul's like, hey, do you hear the words that are coming out of my mouth? I'm speaking in your language. Do you hear me? Right? Can you make some sense of what I'm trying to say here? Because that's what he's trying to say. So uh, with that, let's pray. Uh, it's probably not what you were expecting when we were speaking in tongues, but uh, I couldn't get the gibberish thing figured out, so I wasn't going to try it. So anyway, Father, I love you. I thank you for being good to us, Lord, and um, sometimes I thank you for uh, just allowing the Spirit of God that dwells inside of us to say, don't say a word, because, Lord, sometimes that's the best thing that we can do. And, uh, God, I do pray that you would uh, just reach into our hearts and uh, hear from us, or that we would hear from you, uh, that you would hear from us when we uh, just plead, plead out to you and cry out to you. But, uh, God, I pray that we would hear uh, what you tried to say to us even today, uh, that we would uh, just find understanding uh, from the Word of God and find a way to uh, apply it to our lives, that our relationships uh, would grow because of it. Uh, I pray for the marriage relationships. I pray for the, the work relationships, the, the family relationships, all the different things, that you would just bless the communication because you would bless uh, your your people. Uh, God, there's there's truth in your word. It doesn't matter where we find it in the Bible. There's truth in it. We just have to dig it into it and find it. So, uh, God, I thank you for that. I pray that you would just uh, use Pastor Brian as he preaches this morning. Uh, I pray he's all fired up and ready to go and that we would just be ready to hear it and we'd be ready to go out here and uh, just uh, charge hell with a squirt gun, as he likes to say, and get something done for you. So I pray you send us out this week as lights in a dark world. In Christ's name, amen.